When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Cheers and Susel here with Johnny Venerable. And Johnny, I am still kind of in shock over what happened last night on our show with Frank getting his Cliff Kingsbury tattoo. Finally, it's like, did that really happen? Yeah, uh, we woke up this morning. It kind of felt like a dream (laughs) and the fallout is still very real as you're seeing on Twitter this afternoon. So no, it it definitely did happen. Uh, I'm anxious to get a look at it. I don't know about you, Cheerson, when we go in the studio on Friday and we're seeing how it's like healing, but it, I mean, it looked fantastic last night. Yeah, I was shocked. Like, I don't know anything about tattoos, so I was shocked that after it was done, it was just like, it like wasn't swollen. There was no like blood. There was no like, right. I'm sure it'll maybe scab or whatever, but like it, it looked probably like it's going to look right after he got it done. So that was pretty cool to see. But of course, Cliff Kingsbury had a media availability today and uh, I had to pop on, ask him some questions about that tattoo. So if you if you missed what went on last night, we've got a little recap of it all mixed in with some questions and answers from Cliff's press conference today. It's Johnny Venerable. Oh, and Frank Sanders is here getting his tattoo by Ernie and Top Rocker Tattoo. Well, we it's s- finally happening. It is. Live on our show. This is what we said was going down. <laughs> the purpose of it is for all the uh, all the things I said about Cliff right now, literally, is I'm sucking it up because it's perfect. I, I thought Frank was, was a really good player, so I did, I did like him um, and in the pros as well. How cool is that, Frank? Are you emotional uh, now? I almost got emotional right there. I apologize. <laughs> I didn't know that. He uh, knows my name. Uh, I mean. <laughs> oh, I nice, love it, Frank. Nice. K2 with PHNX underneath and then a cardinal around it. Wow. I love it. I'm going to whoop Great so job, much butt on the golf course with this tattoo. Like it? Like, it's, I love it, but it's crazy. Like, I just <laughs> couldn't, you know, they, they were saying that earlier. You know, a while back before you showed up, man, and uh, it was always that, you know, tattoos are like forever. And this thing is like forever, but it looks fly, though. Wondering if you've ever had uh, something like that from a, another player. Uh, not a male. <laughs> so what, does he have a bunch of girls walking around with a Cliff Kingsbury tattoos or what? I, I, I stole this from Twitter, but somebody tweeted, like subtweeted our our tweet that you put out and it said, we get it, Cliff, you're hot. Chicks want a tattoo. 
your name onto their body. Uh, something I certainly can't relate to, but uh, yeah, uh, congrats, Cliff. You, you didn't have to flex on us like that. You're already in the running for coach of the year. Your team's <laughs> 10 and two. Now you got a bunch of women, women out there with, with K2 tattoos or Cliff Kingsbury tattoos. Good for you, man. Living his best life. I didn't have the cojones to um, ask a follow-up to that. Yeah. I would love to know more about what he knows about who has tattoos of him. I'm very curious. I feel, I feel like that's an in-studio question if we ever get him at PHNX headquarters and we can talk to him about that more in depth. But I thought you did a fantastic job asking the tough questions today because that's what the people listen. No one knows what the hell is happening with the Cardinals today outside of this PHNX making news. Our Frank Sanders. That's what anybody wants to talk about in the Cardinal scope. Check out all the other local outlets. This is what they want. So cheers and giving people what they want. Never apologize for that. Well, and yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I I showed my cards a little bit and admitted that I get nervous when I ask questions like that because you never know. Like they could be like, I think Cliff's pretty good with it. But, you know, in general, people could be like, okay, you're an idiot. Why are you asking me that question? Or right. they could be a good sport about it. So uh, I did have to, I, I was a little nervous about asking those questions, but it was cool to see, you know, somebody slid into Frank's DMs and said that they had told Cliff yesterday that Frank was getting that tattoo and yeah. talked about, um, you know, that, that he said that Cliff said that he was a, a big fan of Frank's when he was at Auburn. So, you know, I had to ask about that, but turns out he followed him when he was an Arizona Cardinal as well. Oh, okay. And, so, you know, that's pretty cool for Frank to, you know, like he, you know, Cliff or, or probably for Cliff. I don't think that he would admit if he felt like it was cool, but no. to have a a former star receiver in college and as a Cardinal to get a tattoo in your honor as the current Cardinals head coach. Yeah. I would feel like behind closed doors, he's like, well, shoot. I mean, that's pretty cool. Mm hmm. Well, and like Frank Sanders is not some throwaway name. Like we get to hang with Frank, you know, multiple times a week. We feel very blessed, but like, he's just like Frank to us. And then he had to remind us, was it yesterday or like a prior show? He's like, guys, that was a big deal at Auburn. I don't know if you guys remember this or not. We're like, we, well, we get it, Frank. Like I, I anytime I pull up his YouTube highlights, like I know Frank Sanders was, was an alpha player in the NFL. He's a legend at the university of Auburn. So I'm sure Cliff Kingsbury he, 10 years older than us, roughly 10 to 12 years older than you and I uh, remember fondly of Frank Sanders time at Auburn. So this is pretty, it'd be different if like Joe Schmo, Johnny Venerable got a Cliff Kingsbury tattoo, <laughs> then you might get some scoffs and he might be pissed off. But when it's Frank Sanders, it has a little bit more respectability to it. Yeah. And I will say like Frank is so humble and everybody that I talk to that's within the Argonal, or within the Cardinals organization that was there uh, back when, when Frank was playing, like everybody loves Frank. So like, yeah. it's, it is a high, high praise and a compliment for Frank to get a tattoo in your honor. Like seriously, like I think we, you, you and I like just sort of take it for granted. Cause like you said, we just, he just shows up and it's like, what up Frank? And you just don't really Time for the show. About it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Frank, it was like, did you prepare like, for the rundown that I sent you? <laughs> yes, I have my chicken scratch piece of paper right here is what he'll say. But no, like for those of you who don't know, like Cheerson and I had dialogue, you know, weeks before the podcast came to be. But like we literally didn't know Frank was going to be part of our team until like our first practice run doing the show. And we are so fortunate to have him 
part of our, our trio here. I couldn't imagine not having Frank on the show after this. Yeah, I couldn't either. And we'll have to get his reaction to what Cliff had to say. I guess probably maybe on Friday, next time we see him, which which would be mm-hmm. Friday. All right, well, uh, let's move on. But yep. keeping the conversation around Cliff Kingsbury and Bill Belichick, because he has now surpassed Cliff for the best odds to win Coach of the Year. On the DraftKings Ooh. Sportsbook app, uh, Belichick is plus 125. Cliff is plus 350. And then to give you some further context, Matt LaFleur is plus 750. So those are the top three right now. And maybe you can speak a little more to this, Johnny, because you know <clears throat> a little bit more. But are are those – is that a significantly greater odd? Or is that like Cliff could – easily surpass him at any point he could surpass him but that bell check you're a heavy favorite anytime you get into the plus 100s that's close to vegas potentially losing money so for context okay. one 125 or 135 or whatever it was for Belichick, bet 100 you only win a little bit more than your bet whereas with cliff you bet 100 you win 350 350 dollars on top of getting your money back so once upon a time, Cliff was the front runner in like early November. And I don't know, it's because of this run by the Patriots, and we'll talk about it with Mac Jones, but I don't know how you can't give it to Cliff when people just assume Belichick's the greatest coach of all time. But if you feel like the Cardinals are going to run the table and get the one seed in the NFC, which a lot of people do, it is not uh, certainly worth It's worth your time to go and put money on Cliff because – that number, if they continue to win, will only go down and it'll be neck and neck with Belichick. And who knows, voters may not want to vote for Belichick anyway because he's not great with the media. Whereas like Cliff, new name, fresh face, like let's give him his due once because I'm sure Belichick's won it before. I think he won it the year they went. Three times. Yeah. So like that plays into it too. So like throwing 10 bucks on that, winning some money is not a bad idea. So the... I guess to get into what the Patriots are doing and and why Belichick has surpassed Cliff for this, they've won seven straight after losing one, two, three, four of their first six games. Yeah. I'm doing math, right? So they lost four of their first six games. Things surrounding Belichick were like, Belichick needs to retire. Mac Jones has no future in this league. The Patriots suck. Tom Brady's laughing in their face. They're nothing without him. And then all of a sudden, winners of seven straight, really turning this Mm -hmm. thing around. And within that, though, I mean, if you take a look at what their wins are, uh, they beat the Jets. They beat the Chargers, Carolina. Uh, None of those wins are very impressive. Not that this is college basketball and good wins and bad losses really matter, but – uh, then you've got Cleveland in here, which they totally just forty-five to seven blew the yeah blew them out. Uh, Falcons, Titans, and then that Buffalo game, which I <laughs> I think that I, I don't I think this is going to be one of those odd games that people will just like kind of never forget, just because they yeah. kind of toyed with them, only right. threw three passes that whole game, one of only a couple of teams to ever do that and still win a game. And um, I think after after that win over the Bills, it really sparked the conversation. 
Yeah, like Monday's game was a coaching game, and that strengthens his case. Like he is not being, uh, you know, carried by some supremely gifted quarterback. And I, I still think, as much as I appreciate what Cliff's done this year, especially with Colt McCoy, there are people who are uneducated who feel like Kyler Murray carries Cliff, and it's not a mutual partnership. Whatever's happening in New England is all Belichick, and to a lesser extent, their offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels. Like, their defense is tops in the league. They manufacture points offensively. Their talent's still not great. And I think a lot of people, even with Mac Jones' success, he's limited. He's a limited player right now. Um, and so for him to be taking this this step into potentially hosting the, the AFC and having the AFC run through New England with this band of kind of like misfit players, I think that that's why people feel like Belichick should be the winner. I would give it to Cliff because of the fact that most people thought that the Patriots were like a, maybe a fringe playoff team and it wouldn't shock anybody. The Cardinals were picked to finish fourth in their division. And then if they win next Monday, essentially 13 weeks into the season, they'll have essentially won their division. That's that's a, an esteemed accomplishment if you're Cliff Kingsbury. So I don't think it matters to Cliff, but I, I would say like if if you're not going to give it to Cliff for this, like what what would you give it to him for? He he literally he's he's best at every coach in his division in the best division in football. Well, I will say to the Belichick point. I mean, he's always been known for being able to just plug and play. And yeah. he could bring in a, a no-name guy, plug him into the system, and they'll have success. Uh, you know, a guy, star player goes down, plug in a new guy, don't skip a beat. And so I think this is what you're when you when you compare the talent that the Patriots have to the talent the Cardinals have, mm-hmm. you, they rely a lot more on what Belichick is able to do as a head coach. And so I get that aspect of it. And and you know, the Monday night game definitely showed that, like we've said. Um, yeah. but in terms of what cliff is, you know, they have the best record right now in the NFL. If they mm-hmm. finish this season with the best regular season record in the NFL and, you know, secure a spot in the playoffs for the first time since 2015 for this organization and, you know, continue their success, win the West, all these, I mean, I, I would, I don't understand. I'm with you on that. Like I, I would, I just don't what understand. What more does he need to do? I know. Right. It's just like, yeah, I what, what else do we have to say about it? You know? Well, it's like people asking me, I'm sure people ask you like, can Kyler Murray reenter the MVP race? And right now the top three quarterbacks or the top three individuals in the running are Murray, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady. And those are the top three seeds in the NFC. So right. I would say winning cures everything. If we look up fast forward five weeks from now, and, they're, and they'll have one out, which I think is what's going to take for them to be the number one seed. They might be able to lose one, but just to be safe, they went out and they go 15-2. and two. And and they win those games. You'd assume Kyler Murray played a big part in that, and then also Cliff Kingsbury leading them to 15 victories. Uh, I just I think both of them, certainly Cliff would be a lock at that point. I don't care what New England does, but Kyler Murray, if he has – I know this isn't the conversation we're having, but it kind of plays into it. If he's having games like he had Sunday where he's scoring touchdowns and bunches and he's already got the highest you know, completion percentage in the NFL, the highest quarterback rating in the NFL, all of that stuff takes care of itself with one thing, and that's wins. So as long as they're keep continuing to win, you know, they'll, they'll be in contention for all those accolades. Yeah, if you take a look at who's won it in the past too, like last year, Kevin Stefanski – 
coached the Browns to an 11 and five record and one coach mm-hmm. of the year, 11 and five previous right. to that. It was like Jim Harbaugh, 14 and two Matt Nagy, which is funny to think about uh, 12 mm-hmm. and four. And then Sean McVay, Sean McVay, 11 and five. Well, so, all those teams you just listed, those teams are perennial losers, perennial teams that consistently finish third or fourth in their division. And like right. with all due respect to the Cardinals, that's where the Cardinals have been living for that last half decade plus. That's why it is you change a culture, right? That's that's significant. Belichick, the culture's been embedded. Now they lost Tom Brady and they had a rebuilding year at seven and nine, but the culture is the culture in New England. The Cardinals had the first pick in the draft two and a half years ago. And all Cliff Kingsbury has done is getting better every year. So I, I don't know how you don't give it to Cliff outside of like the East Coast bias thing. But I'm sure if you talk to Cliff about this, he would downplay it. They want one thing. They want to win games and route to a championship. I think when it comes to an award like this, it means more to probably the fan base than anyone else because they mm-hmm. feel like their team, their coach – they're, you know, if it's an MVP conversation, their their player, quarterback, whatever, is just yeah. getting the respect that they deserve. So I feel like this means a lot more to the fans, bragging rights, etc. I think probably when you get that first one, right, like for Cliff to be three years into his NFL coaching career and to get a coach of the year award that, you know, that is kind of solidifying his his spot as a as a coach in the NFL and, and that he's able to have success as a coach in the NFL. I think that would probably be pretty special to him, whether he would admit it or not at, at the end of the yeah. day, winning a Super Bowl is what it's really all about. But mm-hmm. um, in general, I think it's just more so like fans just want to see, you know, their, their team get the respect they think they deserve. Absolutely. And you made a, a great point there. Like I I'm sure there are a lot of people that would prefer not to vote for Cliff Kingsbury because they had takes way back when that Cliff Kingsbury should not have been given this job, should not be coaching the NFL. And it's, it's hard to eat that kind of crow. And thankfully for us, Frank Sanders goes above and beyond and gets a tattoo of it. So all we're asking (laughs) is you vote for Cliff for coach of the year, but in all seriousness, like that, that's a real thing, unfortunately. Well, if you do want to, to vote or put money on coach, uh, Cliff Kingsbury to win coach of the year. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the code PHNX when you sign up and they've got a deal for you going on right now. If you uh, bet a dollar on any team to score uh, a single point in a game, you're going to get $100 in free bets. If they do DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same game parlays, combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more likes you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. But as always with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, it's 21 and over Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP new customers only eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right. Well, Cardinals update has a cool fun fact uh, for us. Some cool non-Cardinals topic. The New York Giants are practicing at the University of Arizona this week. Do we know why? That is, I hadn't heard that. Is that a real thing? I don't know. Why would they be doing well, who, well, they play the Chargers in L.A. Is that close to L.A.? Is that like a bus drive away from L.A.? 
I'm bad. Never really bad at yeah, geography. <laughs> yeah, don't put us well, on the spot here. That sounds like it's probably true. Well, Cardinals update. If you know why that's the case, you can go ahead and and put it in the chat. I think that's interesting. I had I had not heard that. So is that's Joe Judge folks down in Tucson that don't have much to do? Yeah, is Joe Judge <laughs> looking for new places to live after the Giants fire him? Is he joining Cliff Staff next year? <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of. Interesting stuff. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into our mailbag. How about that? Cool. Burgang Blitz mailbag with a question from Dylan. Who is the biggest surprise so far this season? Marcus, JC, Golden, or Jalen Thompson? I, those are all great questions, recommendations, Dylan, I would say at the end of the day, it's got to be James Conner, given the amount the Cardinals are paying him, uh, given the fact that kind of an afterthought free agent signing in early April, um, I would probably put Marco Wilson number two. I mean, we don't even like think about Marco Wilson as a rookie anymore. He's technically like, it's December. He's been starting since week one. He's a starter on a 10 and two team. Like he's not a rookie. I, those would be my one and one a one B Marcus golden. I thought great signing when it happened. We saw some, some spurts of it last year after the trade. Most of us thought in a full-time role, he could get to 10 sacks. And then Jalen Thompson really just had to put it together after an injured season, injured season last year. So I, James Conner could score 20 touchdowns. I don't know how you don't pick James Conner. Yeah, he has the chance to either tie or surpass the franchise record for most touchdowns in a single season, which I believe is 20. And um, I would say for sure, I mean, I've talked all these guys up. Maybe I haven't given Jalen Thompson enough credit for what he's done. I think he sort of flies under the radar. He's just not a name that people talk about very much, but he's had a fantastic season and probably exceeded my expectations. But James Conner for sure is a guy that we just didn't know if he would if he would pan out or not, I thought, mm-hmm. Hey, at this point, um, I felt like they needed to probably move on from Kenyon Drake with, yeah, he just, he just wasn't, they needed something a little bit more. Uh, he was supposed to be this physical back that could just bulldoze through you. And mm-hmm. he just, he just kind of seemed like he last year was just a little soft and just wasn't able to, uh, you know, to execute the role that they were hoping that he would be able to. So they brought in James Conner and I think a lot of people just felt like, I think he's only 27 years old, but that maybe he had played his best football already and didn't know Mm -hmm. uh, for sure. Just didn't have high expectations felt like, all right, this is an okay pickup. And uh, you know, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be the second string guy. Chase Edmonds sort of, uh, you know, surpassed Kenny and Drake for that starting spot. And, and James is a nice backup quarterback and throughout camp, he was talked about as being um, there's one a and one B. And so he wasn't, he wasn't the second string guy. He was a one B kind of guy. That's how close they are. But at the end of the day, I don't think most fans considered him, you know, the number one guy. And so what he's been able to do and step in um, and you know, you, you hate to see injuries happen, but James Conner has made the absolute most of getting an opportunity this year. And I just love the guy. He's got a, he's yeah. got a great character, does things the right way. 
um, just has a, a history of fighting past adversity, has a lot of perspective on life and football, uh, goes about his business the right way. And um, I think everything top to bottom, everything about James and what he brings to this team has has exceeded my expectations. Absolutely. Uh, NFL AZ Cardinals in the chat has a good question. At the time, letting uh, go of Drake seemed like a bad idea after a good season. Do you think Connor will have the same future as Drake? And if we do let go of Connor, are we okay with Edmonds and Eno? Um, so kind of ironic, we, we have this discussion today. Kenyon Drake was put on IR by the Las Vegas Raiders today. And that's kind of been a little bit of a disaster signing. I think a lot of people saw that with the amount of money that was guaranteed to Kenyon Drake. To answer your question, so both, for those of you who don't know, Connor and Chase Edmonds are free agents at the end of the year. The only the only player under contract, you know Benjamin's making no money as a seventh-round pick. He's under contract uh, for the next two years after this season. Um, the question is just, will he continue to make the team? I think there's a better chance Connor is brought back because his skill set is more specialized when compared to Chase Edmonds. This team has to be able to have a big physical back no matter who it is, whether it's Connor or otherwise, to pair with Kyler Murray. And this is not a knock on Kyler. It's just the reality of the situation. The Cardinals don't have a Justin Herbert or a Josh Allen that can line up under center and manufacture short yardage when they need to. Kyler Murray can't go under center. At least they've never tried this. Again, I'm, I'm not trying to knock Kyler. He's, he's 5'10". He can't get fourth and short conversions with his legs under center when they know it's coming. You have to have somebody to convert the short yardage that the Cardinals have done so well this year. After last year where it was it was maybe one of the top five reasons the team did not make the playoffs. They could not convert in the red zone because they couldn't run the football because, like you mentioned, Cheerson, Kenyon Drake, a little bit soft, couldn't square up his shoulders, and then Chase Edmonds, that's just not his role. So I, I think from a contract standpoint, Chase Edmonds is going to get more guaranteed money because he's younger, he's got less tread on his tires, you could get James Conner back for a relatively marginal cost, and I think both parties would be better off. And then go get it back in the draft. And the best teams have this running back by committee, but keep James, the James Conner thing that he does best that ages well is power. Backs with power age better than backs with speed and elusiveness. That can go at any point. So I would say there, I would, would assume they would rather keep James because of that. I agree. And I would probably rather see James as well. And I didn't, I just didn't think that highly of Kenyon Drake, to be honest with you. So I wasn't too upset about it when, um, you know, when they made the deal, J Jacob saying James Connor is a certified beast. We agree. Mm -hmm. The whole league has been put on notice for what he's done here in Arizona. I think everybody agrees with that Cardinals update with an update for us. The, uh, uh, the Giants, excuse me, uh, they're practicing mm -hmm. here because it's close to their game in LA. They flew in oh, right we after right. their Miami game. Mm. Better, I don't think that's going to go well for the Giants, but good for them for able to enjoy some Arizona better, weather. This better time, weather, right? yeah. I was going to say, I would, I would do it if I was them. I would be like, heck yeah, let's spend some time on the West Coast for sure. Uh, NFL AZ Cardinals with a question for us. Should we consider Isabella a bust now? Feel bad. I'll let for Cheerson, Cheerson can answer that. <laughs> Andy's my favorite. I would say, I would say so. Um, at this point. I can I say I something? Yes, sure. Uh, before the game, uh, on Sunday, 
Uh, he was one of two players out in the rain at, it had to have been like 845 and the kickoff was at noon, catching passes out and trying and trying to get better. So it's not for lack of trying. He tries really hard and he is on, I mean, he made the team this year. I didn't even know if he was going to make the team, but um, you know, at the end of the day, you, you have to, you have to produce, right? But he, not for lack of trying. Yeah, and the last time we talked about Andy is, you know, I mentioned that he needs to go to a team. There's definitely teams out there that need depth at wide receiver. And if he could get on a team somewhere else that just that, you know, the Cardinals don't don't need him. And so if he could get on a team where, you know, they need another guy, they need a, a burner because we all know that the guy can run. I mean, there's two things mm-hmm. that have probably helped him get to where he's at in just having a spot on the roster is his speed and then just his work ethic, because I've heard yeah. many stories about how studious he is, um, how he comes in early, stays late. Uh, and so whether it's, whether it's studying or whether it's like you mentioned, he's out there in the rain, catching extra passes, knowing that he's not mm-hmm. even, you know, going to get a, a snap in an actual game uh, speaks a lot about him. I would say probably at this point, he's considered a bust, unfortunately, but um, I think he just needs an opportunity um, to to develop a little bit more with another team. And I, I, for his sake, I hope that he gets that in his future. So Cardinals Update puts in a, um, a note here in the chat that I want to highlight. The fact that Rondell is thriving in that role, Isabella was going to be, makes it even worse for Andy. I think also Cardinals Update, the fact that they didn't move him at the deadline. Because I, you'd be hard-pressed. I, like, I, I'd have to be convinced that teams... They were calling, Ian Rappaport said they were calling. The Cardinals didn't want to just give him away for a, a conditional sixth or seventh round pick. They value him enough this year in what they view as a championship season that if something were to happen to Rondell, they would want Andy to be able to come in and, and have a role. And so he means more to them this season than throw a, th- a throwaway late round pick. Next offseason, we'll see. But I think that the, the point you're making is spot on that Rondell role was that was supposed to be Andy once upon a time. All right, before we move on, uh, if you love what we're doing at PHNX, you want more of this hot dog eating tattoo, getting cruise content. <laughs> <Hot> dog. <laughs> yeah. You didn't see that all over on the coyote I show. I did. I did. That was Craig cool. Morgan. Something that he was, I apparently doesn't like ketchup or something. He ate a, ketchup hot dog i don't know whatever i love ketchup so i would i would yeah. gladly eat that but With hot uh, sauce, if you right? want more of the content that we're producing which you're not going to get anywhere else please become a member of the family join uh join us at uh, gophnx.com if you do sign up to be a member you're going to get a free t-shirt uh of your choosing from phnxlocker.com I also don't, we launched, it's on our social media, but we launched these limited edition stickers Mm -hmm. that are freaking awesome. A lot of them are the same logos that are on our t-shirts. And once they're sold out, you're never going to get them again. And we just launched those as well. Um, And you can, you can find those on our website and we've tweeted out the the pictures of them and everything, but like, they're the cutest little things. And I just want to put them on my computer. That's what I was just about to say. If you got kids, put them in their stockings, stocking stuffers for, for this holiday. That's what I'm going to do. There you go. There you go. Uh, Alex is asking, who is next to get a tattoo at PHNX? That would be Johnny if the Cardinals win the Super Bowl. Correct. I get to pick it. 
it would go somewhere where you can't really ever see it after I get it. Maybe like my my upper shoulder or something. Uh, but I will get a tattoo with Cardinals when the Just Super Bowl. Hundred percent. I don't have any. Some angel wings with like the Cardinals logo in the middle. Sure. But the Super. <laughs> I would probably get the Super Bowl trophy with like oh, Cardinals. Okay. Okay. Got the it. Lombardi trophy. Uh, question for Johnny. What was the field on the Cardinals on the? Uh oh, I'm not sure what this on the question field. is. Prior and after this team seems more fo. Are you asking NFL AZ? Oh, the feel. Um, what was the feel on the Cardinals um, on the on the field prior and after this team seems together and focused more than ever? Am I wrong? Uh, well, I can tell you. I mean, Sherson's seen uh, plenty of football too, from especially from last year. Um, but as in terms of like Sunday, this team was incredibly loose. They're a historically great road team. We, I think we can say that now. They are a at the Detroit Lions double-digit win away from being maybe the greatest road team of all time. Think about that. No team will have done what – they're tied for the best start ever for a road team, winning seven in a row all by double digits. Nobody's done it 8-0. So I they have something at, at on the road where they just feel confident and comfortable that they're going to take care of business. They need to harness that at home for whatever reason. I don't know what the deal is at home, but – they they were out there. Half the players were in shorts and sh- and and cut off sh- sleeves. I mean, it was fr- I was freezing. It was cold out. Johnny, that's they, not normal for football players. Like it'll be like a blizzard, well, and there's guys out there with no. Yeah, sleeves but on. they were. But the, for, they're from the desert, so everybody thinks that they're going to be soft and mentally weak when they go out there and have to play in the cold. I'm just trying to trying to dispel a lot of these stereotypes about this team. But no, it's the closest group since the Arians groups for sure. Everybody loves everybody. Jordan P asking Moore and Kirk started the season hot. Do you think either of them go off versus the Rams? Hundred percent, because Jalen Ramsey, DeAndre Hopkins, I, I still think they'll try to get the ball to D Hop. But I think here's what hurts the Rams: the Rams can be slow in their secondary. You can their linebacking core is not great. Cardinals have mismatches. You saw it with AJ Green last time, where he bodied that that Rams corner. Um, this, this game, I think they're going to throw it all over the place because you can't on the Rams. I agree. We've got one more uh, official Bird Gang Blitz question, but okay. feel free to ke- continue to ask questions in the chat. We're more than happy. I think Wednesdays we want to move towards uh, just flat out having conversations with you guys here in the chat yes. and um, and just taking your questions and and trying to answer them to the best of our abilities. So we've got another official one that came from Twitter. Which side of the ball has the most room for improvement with five games left before an imminent playoff berth? I would say the def- the defense only from a run pre- preventing standpoint, run yeah. defense standpoint. That's like the one wart on this team right now because I know when Justin Pugh comes back, I think next week and Chase Edmonds comes back with the way Max Garcia is playing at right guard, Rodney Hudson's back there. There is no limitations for this offense. We should expect, I expect 30 plus points every week. This offense is absolutely loaded. There are no weaknesses by and large. Um, The defense specifically the defensive line and how the inside linebackers play the run is the one concern I think everybody has, but I saw today they are, uh, they've given up the fifth fewest passing touchdowns in the NFL. They're tremendous in coverage. 
Um, and that's when a lot of teams try to throw on them late because they're behind. It's garbage time, so consider that as well. So I would just say the defense, just because of the run, the run defense has not been great. Yeah, and again, we, that's another thing that we've been talking about all season. Don't tell Brenson Buckner that though. No, he doesn't want to hear any of it. But yeah, I mean, if there's one, there's honestly one thing and one thing only that you can possibly point to on either side of the ball with the Cardinals that could be considered a weakness, and that is their run defense. But uh, speaking of their defense, it's worth it's worth a quick mention just because he's one of my favorites, and we were also talking about kind of exceeding expectations. Is Jordan Hicks? Uh, Officially NFC NFC defensive player of the week for his performance mm-hmm. against the bears. Chandler Jones uh, called him the heart and quarterback of the team's defense. Uh, that Mike linebacker always considered the quarterback of the defense, but to be considered the heart of the defense. And we all know his story and what he was up against this off season and heading into this season. Um, but I mean, I, I love the story. Um, I, I think this might be his first ever player of the week honors and I respect the heck out of him and this defense. You can't talk about the defense without mentioning Jordan Hicks name. You love the underdogs. You love Andy Isabella, who I, I thought him. was going to be cut. You, thought you, you love Jordan Hicks, who I thought was going to be traded. Uh, and the, and the Hicks pick proved to be uh, phenomenal by the Cardinals to keep him around. Kind of like Hassan Reddick last year, when a lot of people were like, get him out of here. He can't play. It's two consecutive seasons where we've had linebackers where people doubted them and they've had career years. So happy for Jordan, happy for his, his family. I would say with every passing week, this goes on and on like this. I would say it's a stronger and stronger chance. The Cardinals opt to pay him. I think his salary is like relatively reasonable next year. I mean, would do you doubt he's going to be on the team next year? He's under contract. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I feel pretty confident saying that he'll be on the team again next year, for sure, for sure. I mean, especially because he's under contract. But um, I think they like what they have. Uh, as, and, we you know, Vince Joseph likes what he has in Jordan Hicks. Yeah. Uh, uh, but 13 tackles, two sacks, two tackles for loss, two quarterback hits was his performance. So hats off to you, Jordan Hicks. All right, Cardinals update. What if Watt comes back in the NFC Championship game or Super Bowl? Would you just have him as a rotational defensive lineman or plug him back into the role he had? So I can take a crack at this. I think he's coming back. Uh, I told Cheerson this, I think on this show, uh, week 18 at home against Seattle. I think that will be his tune-up game for the playoffs. I, I think that regardless of what seeding they are, I think that's the week he comes back. Uh, and I think, I think rotational player to start – and then you try getting J.J. Watt out of a playoff game when the Cardinals need him. They will have to just use a, a crane to be able to get him off the field. So <laughs> rotational player in, in week 18, get his bearings about him. But then, like, if this team's playing in Lambeau or they're hosting Tampa or the, the Cowboys, uh, I think he'll play, like, 90% of the snaps. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if he gets back on the field, the ultimate goal should be to plug him back into the role that he had. But it's mm-hmm. that yeah, it's easier said than done. I mean, there would have to be a period where there he's just kind of getting back into the groove of things, and yeah. it would have to be a situation where he's more of a rotational piece. But I would I would think with a guy like JJ Watt, if he's able to come back, they're going to want him to be on the field as much as possible and to get back to the role that he had as much as possible. You're going to be in good shape if and when you get Watt back. Rashard Lawrence, who we hope can come back in the coming weeks. He's a good run defender. 
And then now you've got a steady mix of B, B-plus defensive linemen that can supplement his A's without having to play too many snaps. Because, you know, the big guys, they, they, they can't – there are only so many elite defensive linemen that can play 90-plus percent of the snaps and be an impact player every snap. So I think – you get even if you have seventy five percent of JJ Watt, that's that's plenty good enough. Uh, this team can already rush the passer without him. What he was doing too when the run defense was improving, it was because of his penetration. So if anything, if he can just bring some of that back, uh, the Cardinals are going to be much better off. So I th- yeah, week eighteen, I'll stick with that prediction. All right, we'll take a few more questions, but first, um, got to remind you guys about the DraftKings Sportsbook app and the promotion they have going on right now. If you download the app, use the code PHNX, bet a dollar on any team to score in a football game, you're going to win $100 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. And my favorite part of it is you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and reliable, and it's why Johnny and I Love to use the app. That's that's our go-to app when it comes to sports betting. All right. We'll take a few more questions. Um, how about NFL AZ Cardinals again? Rams fans are super confident with Stafford, even though he's 6-17 and 17 in primetime games. And I compare Stafford to Cousins with the Vikings. Overpaid and nothing to show for it is my comparison right. Uh, I think you're, I think he's more talented than cousins, but I mean, his resume, I mean, it's not as good as Kirk cousins. Kirk cousins has been to the playoffs multiple times. I think he's been to the divisional round. He had that win against the saints. This was supposed to be kind of Stafford's, you know, crowning with, with another competent franchise. A lot of people put ownership on the lions and rightfully so they're not a well-run team, but I just, it could be too little too late. I, with each passing week, he looks poorly. And I don't think he'll ever torpedo. I think he'll still be good enough for them to win games. But I think they thought, Cherson, they were getting like an elite level player. And that's not who he is right now. So I, I will say he, he is overrated in that standpoint. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you're going so easy on him because I feel like you are yeah. the, the, the person that likes to expose the Rams and Stafford for being frauds. But uh, I agree. Right now, he he definitely with the Rams is would be considered overpaid with nothing to show for it. Now, there's still time to right that ship, I suppose. Moving forward, uh, the season's certainly not over for them yet, and you know we'll see you know how things pan out moving forward. But uh, I mean, I feel like that's probably a pretty good comparison, all things considered. Um, a lot of people think that. Cousins is garbage as well, even though I I like the guy, but you could certainly argue that. So overpaid, nothing to show for it. I mean, that's probably a pretty good comparison. We watched Jared Goff tear this defense up for years, so we'll welcome Stafford and his pick sixes. Do you see the NFC West division still as the best next year in the NFL? Lots of questions with the Seahawks and 49ers. That is looking way far ahead. (laughs) Um, I think they're still one of the best, but if the Seahawks go in complete like rebuild tank mode and they're trading off Russell Wilson and they have no picks anyway because of the Jamal, oh, Adams they're not going to be good. Yeah, Seahawks, no, they'll be, be good. And I, I, you know, if the Niners can sneak into the playoffs, people behind them next year, even with Trey Lance, and then who knows how the Cardinals and the Rams finish. I think it'll be in consideration, but compared to what people were calling this 
historically the best division of the last 20 years entering this season. And who knows, they could still have three playoff teams, but I do not, I think it's the, the way the NFL is supposed to be run is there's parity and teams trend up and trend down. So I would say, no, I don't think it'll be the best division next year. All right, let's cap it off with this, and which is really circling back to what we kind of began this podcast talking about. So if you are a little bit late to the party, um, Alex has got you covered with one revisit to cap this podcast off. Does Cliff get coach of the year or does the NFL give it to Bill? Or isn't this a media? Don't Isn't it media that votes on, on this award, the AP award sports. Yeah. Sports writers. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so it's not a, like the league doesn't give it out. It's uh, voted on by members of sports media. So, um, which it's always interesting. Like I feel like the West coast in general doesn't get as many eyeballs on their games. And so like you've got, you know, a bunch of reporters. And I think they probably try and like sprinkle in, like to make it fair. Like it's not just people on the East coast, but uh, I feel like for the most part, it's a lot of people that don't pay quite as much attention to what's going on out here um, out West. So sometimes that, that can play a factor into it. And, and there might be a little bit of a bias towards New England and just what they have done historically and what Bill Belichick has been able to do. But, you know, overall, I think it kind of matters how these two teams finish out the the year. And um, I I still think that Cliff has a great opportunity. And if I was voting and I'm biased aside, if I was voting, just knowing and seeing with my eyes what Cliff's been able to do, including, you know, win a game when he's not even there and just, you know, coaching from his house virtually and stuff like that during the week to install a game plan and, and just a long list of things that he has uh, been able to pull off this year. I mean, he would without a doubt have my vote. And uh, um, again, I, I know that, that Bill Belichick right now is the favorite in terms of odds to, to win the award, to win coach of the year. But I mean, Cliff's the coach of the year, in my opinion. I saw a graphic today. I don't know who had it, Fox or ESPN, and it showed all the division leaders in the NFL on both the NFC and the AFC. And really, the only one that people didn't assume, maybe outside of New England with Buffalo, was the Cardinals. And I think it's just such a glaring difference in Green Bay, right? And the Cowboys and the Buccaneers, right? All the teams that were projected to be good are good. And then there's a team out west that was picked fourth place. And this coach was the first on the hot seat to be fired. Yep. And they have and they have the best record in the NFL. I just as much as I can appreciate what Bill's doing, taking the fifth quarterback drafted and potentially having the number one seed in the AFC, which may or may not hold up, for the Cardinals to have the number one seed potentially in the AFC, which or the NFC, which I think is what will do it. If he outbeats or outlasts the Packers and the Buccaneers to get the number one seed. I think that will seal the deal for coach of the year just because the AFC has kind of cannibalized itself a little bit. And a lot of the teams like no one had, there aren't any great teams. I feel like in the AFC, there are are great players like Kansas city and Patrick Mahomes. Whereas like the the best teams are in the NFC, the the three to four best teams are in the NFC. So even take a look at the bills. Like I think they were, you know, projected to be one of the top teams and potentially win the AFC at the start of the season. Yeah. They've fallen, fallen apart. So 
There, the margin for error in the NFC is so razor slim. Uh, and if, if Cliff Kingsbury comes out on top and he wins like 14, 15 games, I don't, that would be a complete farce for him not to win coach of the year. But this, this team thrives on being an underdog and being disrespected. So whatever works, I guess. And we saw from what happened with the Suns last year that the coach who deserves to win it doesn't always win it. So Yeah, that's, that's a great <laughs> point. That's a great point. A lot of people don't want to hear that. <laughs> well, we are so excited. I've got a little um, like count, calendar countdown that I'm Xing off every day that we get closer to our block party Ooh. for the Cardinals-Rams game on this Monday, December 13th. We're putting on a party from 3 to 6 p.m. We've teamed up with Berging Travel Club and the Lola uh, hundreds, we're expecting hundreds of you out there. Tickets are just $55 right now at birdgangtravel.com. And it's all you can eat, all you can drink. Uh, there's a last time there was a nacho bar, which I circled back about three times and had uh, many plates of nachos. Uh, all you can drink, premium beverages, and uh, music fun giveaways. It's going to be an absolute blast. And and this is a huge game for the for the Cardinals. And, and so the only way I feel like the right way to prepare for such a thing, such an event, is to come to our, our block party beforehand. We're trying not to go 0 for 2 in our nationally televised block parties. So we need some good <laughs> mojo and we need you guys to come attend. We lost the Packer game. Now come out to the Lola. Let's celebrate a, a, a playoff berth and potentially a division tile with, with your friends here at Bird Game Travel Club and PHNX. It's going to be a hell of a time. So come out and hang out with us. Yeah, we can't wait to see you guys all there. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, wherever you get your podcasts, please do that for us as well. And follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Cardinals. We've always got the latest updates from the team. We tweet out our articles, uh, things from press conferences, and and a whole lot, lots of uh, of other content. Plus, you get notifications when when we're doing a show. So, uh, mm-hmm. please hit that subscribe button on all the things social and digital media. And uh, we will see you on Friday.